0: Expand your mind and enrich your world. It's time for another outstanding podcast from ICRT.
1: Hello and welcome to another podcast edition of Taiwan Talk. I'm Keith Mancone. Engaging speakers and ideas worth spreading. That's the promise offered up by the internationally renowned TED Conferences, to audiences all over the world. And since 2009, TEDxTaipei has made that same promise to audiences all around Taiwan. Well, the organizers of TEDx Taipei are bringing another massive two-day conference to Huashan Creative Park this Saturday and Sunday, with its usual roster of movers and shakers from both Taiwan and abroad. So I recently made a trip over to their offices in Taipei to speak with the group's co-founder, Jason Chu, along with the Speaker Relations Coordinator, Claire Lee, to hear about this year's event, along with what they feel they've managed to bring to Taiwan over the last six years. All right, so we are speaking to Jason Shu and Claire Lee. Uh, thank you both so much for joining us today. Thank you, Keith. Thank you, Keith. So uh, just looking at uh, the theme for this year, Big Bang, uh, I was doing a little bit of reading, and it, it sounds like the idea here is that there are a lot of conflicting forces right now. Uh, there's a lot of strife, we could even say, uh, going on in the world. And you're interested in, in what comes out of that. What is the new thing that comes out of all that conflict? And uh, I'm just curious... Uh, was this theme influenced by uh, what's going on in Taiwan right now? Is there any way that you're trying to reflect uh, current events in Taiwan with this? Exactly.
0: Uh, the, the, the reason why we choose the theme Big Bang is obviously it comes from the uh, origins of the universe. But the reason why we use this analogy is also because we feel there's a lot of uh, changes going on in the world within Taiwan, a lot of uncertainties facing the future. And we, we feel that there's a lot of disrupting forces uh, appearing and coming up, and that could become the future solutions. So with this conference, we hope to introduce some of the change makers that are doing great stuff, uh, both in Taiwan and around the world.
1: Yeah, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, so w- when you select speakers to come uh, from outside of Taiwan and talk here, uh, what are you looking for exactly? What are the ideas that uh, you think are worth bringing to an audience in Taiwan?
0: Yeah, so um, when we choose our speakers, we always ask him, what is one idea that you want to share that can change the world? So this is our basic principle when we select speakers. So no matter what his profession is or what gender he he or she is, uh, what we are looking for people who are doers and thinkers and with great ideas to change the world and change society. And maybe Claire can give us some examples of who would be some of those speakers speaking at TELUS Taipei this year.
1: All right. Yeah. So uh, give us a sense of uh, who we're going to be talking to this year.
2: Um, there's a wide range of selection of speakers this year, over 30 speakers coming from all over the world. And just like what Jason said, um, we the speakers we select are basically people who has a great idea for this world. Mainly, um, we asked them if there was some one problem they would like to solve in the society, what would they do about it and how they approach it. And as a matter of fact, we just um, interviewed um, the uh, professor from uh, cognitive neuroscience from uh, at NCU. And uh, one interesting phenomenon she brings up is whether um, humans have uh, the choice of free will. It's a debate that's been going on around a lot, and of course, as a research researcher for many years she has um she has her own take on it but um she gave some interesting examples on um, from the past people were thinking people have no free will at all, but um from the research experiments she's been able to find that um there's actually a very slight difference between where the neuron fires to actually taking action in your brain. So that's an interesting phenomenon for people to decipher whether this dictates whether you have free will or not. And from that point, she um, brings out the debate on whether from free will, does that dictate our moral values? And from moral values, how do you decipher um, societal problems such as um, whether you're um, pro-death penalty or not? And it's a really interesting connection that you can make from a psychology um, experiment to a societal phenomenon. So she's just one of the very many many amazing speakers from our selection.
1: So you're going to settle that age-old question of whether or not humans have free will this weekend?
2: Yes, it's going to be tough on her because she says she doesn't want to give the conclusion herself, but we'll see.
1: All righty, so making those big connections uh, between, you know, like the the high-end science and what's going on in society, but another interesting thing that you guys are doing this year is uh, you're also uh, bringing in people that we might not necessarily expect to see on a stage about big ideas, Uh, firefighters, uh, teachers, people that normally don't get such a big stage to express their ideas, uh, but you're saying that they really do have some big ideas to express.
0: Exactly. um Exactly. Actually, every year when we curate a tele conference, we not only choose people who are already doing great stuff, but we actually go deep in the society and look for these uh, doers and thinkers. So every year we host an audition called Open Mic. So we allow these ordinary people who are doing great in their own profession to submit their eight-minute talk that can change the world. So we host auditions in Taipei, Taichung, and Kaohsiung. So we are overflowed with this um, ideas that people want to share. Almost uh, 300 people submitted their proposals, and we select four people to present it on TEDx Taipei stage this year. So, for example, one of them is ex-convict. So he actually got out of jail many many years ago, and he founded a center for youth empowerment, teaching kids martial arts. A musical band, and uh, just to get street kids off the streets. So we thought this, this people's story is really worth telling and really worth to be known. And I think this is our mission, to become that beacon to, be, to share the light to the people.
1: Now, I've, I've done some uh, reading about, from interviews with you, Jason, and uh, you said that uh, when you started, really what you were looking to do was uh, tell the story of Taiwan, hear uh, the Taiwanese perspective, and uh, so I've been to some uh, TEDx Taipei events, and so a lot of what you hear is just that. You hear about people's lives, their experience, how they got where they got. Uh, but uh, it sounds like this year you're taking it, uh, the focus in a slightly different direction. Can you tell us about that a little bit?
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, we, we believe that I think uh, what this platform serves is, is, is serving as a bridge connecting Taiwan to the world. And we also believe that in today's world, Taiwan plays an important role by sharing what we have done or to uh, our solutions to the world. So this year, when we curate or select speakers, we particularly ask them one single idea that they are working on to change the society. So that's kind of one brief or one pitch we ask them to give. And we also ask them to say, what is your ask? So if you were to ask something in front of this 900-people audience, at TEDx Taipei conference, what is your ask, and how do you ask your audience to, to um, um, you know, uh, make change
1: together? So that's kind of one thing that we've done
0: differently this 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 year.
1: And you think in uh, in doing that, uh, you know, when when I came to past TEDx Taipei events, it felt a little bit different from TED events that I had been to in the U.S. Uh, it felt more distinctively Taiwanese. Uh, It felt like people were much more interested in hearing about the life experiences of their fellow Taiwanese people. And I feel like in the U.S. that just wouldn't quite fly. In the U.S. you would feel like, why am I just listening to this guy's life story? Why am I listening to this? So do you you feel like uh, in any way you're taking it uh, in a a direction that is less uh, in line with Taiwan culture? Or or what are your thoughts on that?
0: Um, So I think what I'm trying to do is to sort of change the formula a little bit I think when I first introduced TEDx Taipei to Taiwan, I think I'm searching for a, a anchoring point of what Taiwan is so I, I curate a lot of stories that are originated from Taiwan, almost to bring back that that sensitivity of who we are back to our society but I think after 7 years we, we curated close to 400 talks now I'm researching that the TEDx Taipei 2.0, and what I believe is Taiwan's connection to the world. So when I curate this year's conference, I uh, specifically ask, you know, what is one idea? What is one thing? What is one venture that you are doing? What is one project that uh, this speaker is doing that could benefit to the world? So I think I'm sort of shifting you know, what is Taiwan to, what is Taiwan can do for the world. So that's kind of my positioning, kind of shifting and changing the formula a little bit.
1: So, so really focusing on, you, you, you think that there are some big contributions that you know everybody thinks of Taiwan as a small island. I mean, it's really more of a middle-sized country, but people think of it as a small country. And, and you're saying you really want the focus to be on what does Taiwan have to give?
2: Yeah,
0: exactly. And I, I also believe that what we're trying to do is bring the world to Taiwan and make Taiwan uh, feasible to the world. So it's it's a little bit of... Both you know, um, so one third of speakers come from abroad, so we have speakers from Japan the u s Germany. Um, what we do is that we allow Taiwanese people to know uh, there are other things going on in the world, and for example, one topic we one speaker we introduce she 's a war uh, correspondent and and this is a really special profession uh, in Taiwan. nobody talk about being a war correspondent, but here 's someone who's interview terrorists before, who's covered uh, Iraq war before. And I believe it's, it's really interesting perspective for society to know. And, and I think what we're trying to do is to inject this, you know, positivity and also possibilities in the world, not one single story type of uh, uh, perspective.
2: Um, so just like as Jason said, um, a lot of the uh, stories that we have approached are a lot of life experiences and um, it's also one, uh, one special characteristic of Taiwanese audience. Uh, people like to learn by example. They like to learn about other people's experiences. But from uh, the seven years that we have um, from TEDx Taipei, we're gradually shifting their, their mindsets. And we are not only challenging the speakers to give more than they're sharing, but to boldly give a point and um, their opinion, their takes on the world, and also inviting the audience to think like them and challenge their mindset to not just take in what they are received, but to, um, to maybe analyze and give their point of view as well. So that's something that we're trying differently this year. So um, we're trying to give the speakers a challenge, and hopefully this year in our annual conference, we're able to challenge the audience to think as well.
1: Has that been difficult to do, working with speakers? Because I know that uh, a lot of times people are a little bit shy. They don't necessarily want to be, like you said, bold. We uh, They don't want to like stand out uh, and say, ah, oh, I'm the one with the answer. Uh, so has that been uh, difficult to work with?
2: Um, certainly has been really difficult, especially when you work with Taiwanese um, speakers. Uh, most of them are really accustomed um, to give an experienced talk. So talks on what they have shared already and what they know. But when we ask them to give a talk that extends beyond what they know and maybe think about the future, what they would like to achieve with with what they have already, it is certainly very challenging. But um, from a lot of... um, talks and discussions we're able to lure them to think outside the boxes, but it's taking bro- progress
1: so so, so uh, expand on that a little bit how are you, how are you working with them to kind of prod them in that direction
2: well okay so let's say um, for uh, Professor Denise Fu, for example she it's very easy for her to give a talk that she, what she has studied already. But then um, a lot of scientists and researchers are very reluctant to give a conclusion of their own unless it's publicly um, published. But in her talk, we're not asking her to give a stance on where she stands, but to maybe make an assumption of what she sees this research or this experiment or concept will take place in the future and how she can inference from that and give, possibly give an inspiration for the audience. So it's taking a baby step beyond what she has already have and provide um, open-ended inspiration for the audience.
0: What what we usually do actually, especially when we prepping the speakers, is we will find um, similar reference TED Talks and we will say, hey, look, um, your topic is within this range and here is one or two talks you can reference off. And these are talks being given by speakers on TED stage and look at how they approach problem. And he's in your similar field. And this is how we would want you to approach them. And and I think that really gives them a a model that they can they can they can level off. You know. And and I think that's a kind of a a good way to to say, hey, look, you can have different approach. Because a lot of speakers they tend to stay within comfort zone. You know, tend to speak what they are familiar with. They don't talk about things that they don't talk about before.
1: All right. I want to end things out today, just kind of looking at uh, the future and, and the direction that you guys are trying to go in. Cause you know, if, if you walk through the TEDx Taipei office, you've got a pretty big crew, you've got a bright bunch of people. And if, if you were just trying to put on a conference, you probably wouldn't need that many people. So it's, it's obvious that you guys have something bigger in mind. There's a, a bigger goal that you're trying to, uh, some kind of bigger change or, or new idea that you're trying to bring to Taiwan. So I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about that, is just even outside of these conferences, even outside of uh, giving a good show for these listeners and giving some training to these speakers, what is the broader vision here? Sure, uh, I think our DNA is we want to
0: change education. And I think that this powerful talks, when they're given on stage by uh, TELUS Taipei and sh- uh, distributed online, uh, watched by so many people, can create a very strong learning materials in classroom. So what we're trying to do you know, going forward is for these f- 400 talks to be distributed to classroom and design a special curriculum that I can be used in classroom discussion. So for example, when we talk about when teachers uh, teach about environmental uh, uh, sciences or environmental um, issues, they can curate you know, a series of six TED and TEDxTabet talks, and then at, at the end of the course, design a project for students to engage in. And what we wanted to do is also for these 400 speakers to be able to travel across the island, and when they, they go meet with students and then have face-to-face engagement with them. So what we continue doing is that we wanted to, to kind of uh, continue provide the innovative learning content for next generation leaders.
1: And uh, would you say that that's something uh, a new that hasn't been around in Taiwan before? Would, uh, why do you think that that's a, a direction or, or, or something that's uh, valuable in Taiwan? I,
0: I, think, I think, you know, content has always been around in Taiwan for many, many years. But I think the way to structure them on the way to connect content with life experience is something that hasn't been done enough. And what we're trying to do is to be able to design uh, action or uh, actual life projects based on this content. And hopefully we will, as we kind of think more about this and restructure our team, uh, going forward next year, we'll have more time, energy, and resources uh, to doing that. And, and I think that's kind of exciting thing to do.
1: So you're saying you actually want to be a part of uh, education reform in Taiwan and and maybe changing the way that people think about education in Taiwan. Um,
0: The way I I see it is not part of education reform, maybe part of education revolution. Because I think it's difficult to change within the system. You almost have to make something new. And what we believe is we are creating a new way of learning. And who knows, maybe one day there will be a TED-like school, you know, that's how we should be learning about anything and everything. This connected learning, self-organized learning, curated learning, and today's education system doesn't really emphasize that. And what we we're hoping that one day, you know, all these speakers they all become, you know, teaching at this, you know, this special alternative school that we are we will be creating for the future. And. Um, I think I think the ch the biggest change I would like to see is is um students can really be motivated to learn not to memorize or to be educated. And and I think we need to tell the difference between uh learning and education. Learning is what you do for yourself. Education is what others do to you. And I want to be able to change that. So to train next generation kids to become self-learners, to
1: self-starters. And uh I guess uh, Ted I, honestly is is a pretty good model for that because uh, you know if you're on YouTube watching TED videos, you always feel that urge to click on the next one, so it is a very self uh, motivated learning process
0: exactly I believe so, and that's why we you know it, it's what keeps me awake at night you know just you know to think that I have still have so much that I haven't done you know we've already just kind of covered the first you know part and this is kind of you know figure out next mile you know how, how we do and we're really excited about our journey and obviously with you know a uh, colleague like claire who's really devoted and we're really happy that we got some really good teams here yeah
1: we've been speaking to the co-founder and curator of tedx taipei jason shu as well as claire lee who uh, handles speaker relations thank you both so much for speaking with us today thanks everyone for listening
2: thank you keith and thank you everyone
1: once again, the conference is TEDx Taipei Big Bang, and it's coming to the Huashan Creative Park in Taipei this Saturday and Sunday. You can learn more about the group and this weekend's event at TEDxTaipei.com. Thanks for listening. For Taiwan Talk, I'm Keith Manconi.